0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: When you need need to know what's happening, it's it's time to get In the Huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaCanfora. Welcome
2: to the In the Huddle podcast. Uh, We are a three-person rotating core here at In the Huddle. And as we embark on the start of actual NFL free agency and the waning hours of legal tampering or whatever you want to call it, it will be me, Jason Lockenfora, and as always, Baldy, Brian Baldinger. As well, Carl Dukes will be back on Thursday. And Baldy, it's already wild and woolly, even though the league year hasn't officially, officially begun yet. We've got a first wave of activity that we want to go through. The teams that were big players, the big players that are off the board, who's still out there. But we've got to start with the quarterbacks. There's still some major quarterback elephants in the room, Baldy. And as we record this, Aaron Rodgers is still leaving the Packers and Jets in limbo. It's clear the Packers don't want him back. They want to play Jordan Love. It's clear that outside of the Jets, there's really nobody else who seems to be willing to pay Aaron Rodgers $60 million for one year, which is essentially pay-as-you-go how that contract works. They are trying, the Jets, to recruit Alan Lazard and perhaps some of of other uh, guys who have ties to Aaron Rodgers. But I I just don't know, Baldy. I I don't know that this is the solution. I I don't know that they're not going to be right back here a year from now, the Jets, looking for another quarterback. And I don't know how much Aaron Rodgers really has left in the tank. Where
1: where are you? And I'm just – I'm worn out by the whole damn thing, to be honest with you. Where are you? Well, um, I, I, I honestly believe there's only one landing spot for Aaron. And so uh, – and that's the New York Jets. And so then it becomes, does Aaron want to play and pack up and move to, uh, you know, Florin Park, New Jersey or some yeah. vicinity of Florin Park, you know, for – whatever part of the offseason he's willing to give him and a season and possibly another one. We saw this literally play out verbatim in 2008 with Brett Favre. It's it's eerily similar, Jason, to the situation with Brett Favre, Uh, almost, like, identical. So I I believe, like, the decision is really Aaron Rodgers to keep playing or to play with the New York Jets. Because it doesn't look to be another option. And so I don't know what's holding. There's a lot of things holding it up, Jason. I mean, there's compensation. There's a contract. Yeah. Um, there's probably off-season stipulations. I mean, I can't imagine Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and Woody Johnson being thrilled to get, so thrilled to get Aaron Rodgers that he's like, look, I need my time off. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll come back for OTAs. Like Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, you know, Elijah Moore, uh, you know, Sauce. They need Aaron Rodgers there. Is a lot. Yeah. yeah. They, they got to interact with him. They got to know what he's like. They got to know his, you know, 18 years in his business, audibles, checks, like nonverbal communication, all the things that you see him attempt to do with young receivers <clears throat> that takes time. And you, you know, you, you, you've got to hit the field running uh Labor Day weekend. And so there's still a lot to be worked out, but I thought from the very beginning, Jason, that when they signed Nathaniel Hackett after interviewing Mm -hmm. tons of different coordinators uh, and letting, you know, uh, you know, and and making that change to that position, that it was all in an effort to recruit Aaron Rodgers. Sure. I guess the thing is though,
2: it's not like Hackett's been there five years, Baldy, and everybody else already knows that offense too. Right. And, you know, people want to compare Aaron Rodgers to Tom Brady. The, The Tom Brady got in trouble at the homestead, Right? Because he couldn't, he never turned the football meter off. Yeah. He'd shut it down for five days and then he's back with Alex Guerrero and then he's out throwing yeah. with Tom House and it's kinesiology. You know what I mean? Like, Aaron Rodgers, that ain't Aaron Rodgers. Like, he yeah. wants to hang out in caves and talk to bats and whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I just, none of this feels like if I'm, a, I, I, the Jets fans seem to be over the moon about this. And I'm just trying to temper people's expectations because this does not give me warm and fuzzy vibes. This feels like an arranged marriage for one year so he can get what's left guaranteed on the contract so they can sell some jerseys and sell some hope, false hope. And then then, then nine months from now, we're talking about who's the next quarterback of the
1: Jets. Well, on another podcast, Jason, you know, on the day that you weren't on, I said it wasn't a good fit. From the beginning I said it wasn't a good fit because of the arranged marriage, which it looks like right now, if it happens, the short-term that they're going to get Aaron Rodgers for doesn't help Garrett Wilson going forward. They, they still need a quarterback. Now, maybe somehow, um, somehow they can resurrect the quarterback situation they had. And Mike White just is going to sign the Miami Dolphins. He's not, you know, the panacea that he has been two years in a row for a game or two. Um, You know, when he was replaced Zach Wilson, they're still in the quarterback market. And so, I just don't. I didn't think from the beginning it was a good deal. But then once they sort of weren't able to get Derek Carr and every, Jimmy Garoppolo, looks like he's all in on Las yeah. Vegas. And Las Vegas looks like he's on, and like the Carousel and Sam Darnold's gone, you know, like all these yeah. guys have signed. And where's that leave the Jets? I mean, the Jets, if they end up with just Zach Wilson and whoever they might sign as a stop, you know, some low end free agent right now, wherever it might be. Uh, or, or 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 draft a guy, um, the, the, the Jets are just going to go, what are we, like, how do we get here? Well,
2: and to to that point, that brings us to a natural transition to the other quarterback elephant in the room, the Lamar Jackson situation. If I'm advising Woody Johnson, I'm telling the owner of the Jets, I'm telling him right now, Woody, here's what we're going to do. Okay, Wednesday, we can officially start meeting with Lamar Jackson. We're going to call uh, Roger's buddies over there at Athletes First. We're going to tell them, hey, we're, we're flying to South Florida today. We want to get first dibs at Lamar Jackson. We're going to gas up the plane. We're leaving here at noon. We're going to land three hours later. If when we land, your guy hasn't agreed to whatever Joe Douglas wants him to agree to, we're off of him. You have no market. Have fun making $60 million backing up Jordan Love and Green Bay, brother, because that's what you're looking at, right? Like, I, I, I don't – why would the Jets not – Just pivot.
1: Yeah. Like, why would
2: you you not pivot to the 26-year-old who's still ascending? Who could be there for six years and give you clarity?
1: Yeah. No, look. I. I, If you're willing to
2: pay Rogers 60 for one, you're not willing to pay Lamar 50 a year for five?
1: mm -hmm. No. I mean, it makes perfect sense, Jason. And, you know, uh, I think that long-term, it's a better situation than a short-term with Aaron Rodgers. Because, you know, you got a guy that is definitely is gonna win you game, you're gonna be in the playoffs. Lamar comes down, you're gonna be in the playoffs. Yeah. And that style of football where you're gonna run it and pound it and um, you know, and put together whatever offensive line you can, Makai gets back and Oliveira Tucker and, you know, whatever. You you put that together. They draft a guy uh, and there's some good tackles in this draft. You go get somebody else, like, I mean, you're ready to rock and roll and maybe compete for a division. And not just this year, but going forward. And so, uh, I'm with you, Jason. Like, th- this thing would be – it could turn out to be – plan B could be better than plan A.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think at a certain point they have to take control of the situation and force the issue because Aaron Rodgers is used to stringing out Green Bay as long as he wants, you know what I mean, and just getting away with whatever he wants. And I get it. He He's done a lot of things there. He's never thrown a pass for the New York Jets. So, I'm not letting them walk all
1: over me the way he walks all over Mark Murphy and Goody. I was gonna say Mark Murphy basically made the announcement, you know, last week that he's free to go out there and negotiate. I mean, they want to move on. the Packers are a situation just like they were basically 18 years ago when they wanted to move on from Brett Favre. We've got Aaron Rodgers sitting here for three years, played a little bit, you know, and we're ready to go. Like, you know, they're they're about stability at that position. Whether Jordan Love is the guy or not, they're about stability and have been at that position. For the better part of three decades, and so you know they're they're a, an organization that because the way they're structured, um, they 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 have a plan. Their plan, when place started three years ago, yeah, didn't make anybody you know didn't make quarterback happy, but no. that plan started three years ago. No, and they and they have to play that young man. The other team that
2: I think should have their team playing already down there, and well, there's there's at least six teams that should be in them at least discussing Lamar Jackson, at least want an audience with him to see where his head is and and to explore this version of free agency that's available to him, which isn't full-blown, but it's close enough. Atlanta. Atlanta, one of the most active teams in the league at the start of the uh, whatever you want to call it, when the guys are being signed but not officially signed. They addressed a lot of tangential positions. But Baldy, man, where they're drafted now, they ain't getting a quarterback. And the best-case scenario – is they move to three with Arizona to get the third bite at the quarterback apple because one of them's going one and one of them's going two. Like that's just reality. That's a fact. How could they be looking at that and saying, especially looking at the price that Carolina moved to go to one, saying we're gonna have to pay fairly similar freight to that to get a shot at the third quarterback? And we've done all this other stuff to build up our team, but do we really think? Do we really think we're competing for a Super Bowl with Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke? I, well, come on,
1: Jason. I I I did the Atlanta Falcon preseason games five years in a row. I know Arthur Blank very well. I've been in that. I've been in the old, you know, the old dome, the Georgia Dome, and I've been in the Mercedes Benz um, Arena. This they have never ever. Come close to creating the excitement in any one of those buildings the day Mike Vick left. That just has never it. It happens uh, a couple Saturdays a a season when there's an SEC championship yep. game in that building, maybe even a state high school playoff game, but not on Sundays. It hasn't been there. I don't care, Matt Ryan. They show up for teams. the soccer
2: team, ball. Nobody.
1: They show up more for
2: the MLS team in there
1: than they do for the Falcons. You, there is. A, There is a dearth of buzz in that building. There's one guy in this draft and in this free agency that can build that building, and it's Lamar Jackson. And don't think for a second that Arthur Blank doesn't know that. He knows that. And Arthur Blank, look, you build Home Depot. You do all the things that he's done, all the charity, all the social work. There's one thing left for him to do, and that's to walk – and no – There's no other – maybe Jerry Jones. There's no other owner that walks down that field every Sunday to take the temperature of his team in his building like Arthur Blank. And I don't think anything could make him kind of swell bigger than to see Lamar go out there and do what he did in Baltimore five years in a row, and that is win football games and do it in the style that he does. Puts Atlanta Falcons right on the map, and I don't care Derek Carr is in New Orleans. uh, It's going to be tough to – the Atlanta's gonna be highly, highly competitive. You put him, you put Lamar with Cordero Patterson, Tyler Algier, yes. Drake, yes. London, and Kyle Pitts. Yes. As an offense, I don't know Orleans ain't outscoring that team. No way. Bobby, playing playing most of his game. Like, think about how many weather
2: games Lamar's had to play in Baltimore mm-hmm. and with what he's Good done morning. versus home in a dome on a fast track and at New Orleans is a yeah. fast track. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Carolina, you might deal with a little rain. like I, I I just can't fathom that they wouldn't take advantage of the opportunity to have an audience with Lamar Jackson going into his age 26. So the
1: argument that their fans tell me, Jason, is we, we just got out of salary cap hell. We don't want to go into salary cap hell. Well, who cares if you're in salary cap hell? You know, if you've got Lamar Jackson. Right, not having to play weather games like he did in the AFC North.
2: That- I just can't imagine – they wouldn't, Baldy, at least have a private meeting with him. Why would you not just fly down there and meet Lamar and his mom and see how it goes? How do yeah. you not kick the tires on Lamar Jackson?
1: He he wants a contract that Baltimore is not willing to give him. I mean, that's clear, yeah. Jason, okay? So I'm not talking to anybody on either side. You know, Eric DaCosta, you know, I'm talking to any of Lamar. I mean, it's just from the outside, it's clear that Steve Bichotti not willing to yeah. write a guaranteed check to Lamar. I mean, that's what it comes down to. So, what is Arthur Blank going to wait for? The development of Desmond Ritter? Like, honestly? Like, and it's not to – nobody's knocking Desmond Ritter. But nobody thinks that Desmond Ritter is going to fill seats in Atlanta. No, no matter what he does. It's not, he's not going to put – he's not going to fill that dome. There's one guy that can do it. And, the you know, like I was saying, like, this salary cap hell thing, if you got to ah. pay Lamar, forget that. Just forget it. You need that position filled. You need excitement and buzz in that town – for that team, because we know it's not a football town. We know it's not a sports right. town. And that's not to knock Atlanta. I mean, the Atlanta can like say all that stuff. We we know what that building sounds like and looks like on Sundays. But with Lamar, that is yep. a totally different Sunday experience with the Atlanta Falcons for the next five years, whatever it is. And they're gonna win a whole lot of games, and they're gonna be in a play. Like you win that division with Lamar, you're playing home playoff games Absolutely. indoors. Yes. Indoors, you're playing a home playoff game indoors in Atlanta against whoever. Like, that's I, I just, something that you can almost write down and, you know, put it in your notes. They kept Matt Ryan too long.
2: They punted on high-end quarterbacks. They settled for the mid-round guy last week, last year. He's developmental at this stage. I I don't know. Makes all the sense in the world to me. What do you think of, in general, what the Falcons did otherwise um, on Monday when the floodgates started to open up?
1: Well, I mean, you know, they had a... You know, the offense line had to be addressed. They took yeah. care of that, you know, and they spent their money wisely. You know, I mean, they, and they're not. we'll see what other things that they have uh, in mind right now. But, it, I mean, you go through the list of all the names right now, Jason. But, um, you know, I think they're looking at a quarterback short. They've been drafting Drake London and Kyle Pitts at the top of the yeah. draft to get elite players. They need somebody that can finish the deal right now. Should be a
2: fun rest of the week. And for everybody freaking out saying Lamar doesn't have a market, this or that. Just remember, because of the category he's in, he his free agency doesn't really start until Wednesday afternoon. So let's just let this breathe. They they
1: made it clear that they they weren't going to be able to afford Chris Lindstrom. Okay. Chris Lindstrom's a good player. Like, don't tell me he's like a Pro Bowl player, but he got paid like one. You know, like you, but I can go find you a right guard. You don't oh, have yeah. to spend your first-round pick on a right guard. I mean, Baltimore does it every year. Like, I could go find you a right guard, all right? I could go find one the third or fourth round. There's Absolutely. there's a lot of good ones in this draft, you know, if that's what you want to do. But to me, if you're not paying your right guard, okay, top-flight money, what? well, okay, uh, and you have money to spend. Like, to me, the quarterback is that's just it. sitting there. And I, and I stand by it. Lamar Jackson yeah. in Atlanta – Changes the awesome. franchise. It changes the franchise. I would say if
2: that happens in 2023, the number one selling jersey in the NFL oh, is no the Jackson Atlanta Pottles no jersey.
1: I, saw, like, I still see Mike Fick jersey. Yeah. And yeah. I was there when Mike was there. And I'm not saying Mike was all-world there, but Mike was – he sold a lot of He was of his electric. Energy. He was electric. You know, they won the division. They were in the playoffs. They went to an NFC championship game. Like, there was a period there when – he was easily one of the top five most exciting players in this league. As the big deals are rolling out Monday,
2: um, Baldy, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm watching San Francisco jump out, and Hargrave's the best defensive tackle available, and they beat teams like Cleveland, right, who've been winning a lot of bidding wars lately for his services. I, I did think a little bit, wait a minute, isn't he older than DeForest Bruckner in, like, didn't they not want to pay DeForest $20 million a year? Three years ago when he was not just younger than Hargrave then, but three years younger himself, now to have come back, and they're not addressing quarterback, right? That's their first move. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. It's one thing to admit defeat, I guess, that Kinlaw is not going to be drafted to be,
1: but I found that to be a little odd. Well, there's a great lesson in all this, Jason, in that when you – Try to replace DeForest Buckner with Javon Kinlaw, and you miss. The problem doesn't go away. the The need doesn't go away. What they wanted Javon Kinlaw to do is what Javon Hargrave does. Yeah. And so they what. And here's the lesson. The lesson is okay. The problem doesn't go away, but you still have to end up overpaying, okay? Because you got Javon Kinlaw on a rookie contract, but he because of injuries and lack of development, he's not that. But Javon Kinlaw, uh, Javon Hargrave is. And so now you put Javon Hargraves next to Nick Bosa with Eric Armstead and whatever else you have and whatever depth chart you create with an elite um, defensive line coach. Like, you go back in and you become, you know, even with the loss of D'Amico Ryan, you go in and you become a top five defense immediately, right away. Like, he had 11 sacks in regular season, one post 12 sacks, but not just that. Like, he, his interior push is almost as good as anybody's in this industry, and that's why they paid for it.